It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970-97.1 FM. Presented by JK Contracting. Connor Mills and the mic alongside Troy Ballin and Lucas Moore joins us from all the way over in Michigan. And of course, why not? It is an exciting day. It is draft day. 54 degrees and raining out here in Athens, Ohio. So it's a little bit damp, a little bit wet outside. But I think come 8 o'clock, everybody will be all right. Everybody will be excited. And hopefully, hopefully, Troy and hopefully, Lucas, that Joe Burrow is the name that the Bengals call. Unless I think there might be a riot. There could be something where I don't know if anybody would, would buy season tickets anymore. You know, I'd have to imagine that the Bengals are going to go with the favorite pick, and that favorite pick being Joe Burrow. But, Troy, you know, it is a an exciting time for everybody here in Southeast Ohio. I saw Joe put out a tweet and said, you know, do not blame him if his hair looks a little bit bad because you know as attractions been closed a lot of barbershops have been closed right now and uh so you, you can't blame him if his hair is a mess a little bit uh but we've seen him with the blonde hair we've seen him with all, all kinds of hair i think that he'll be all right what well, didn't he have a mullet at ohio state Something uh, like, or yeah, I don't long, know about a mullet. He had a headband and some long hair, <laughs> but I don't know about mullet. It'd be cool if he did, but I don't remember that one. But but Troy's yeah. least favorite haircut. I love the mullet, man. The mullet is awesome. If I could grow one, I would have a mullet. You know, the head coach at Oklahoma State looks great on the sidelines. It's awesome. Boy, I, st- I, I sat on the sidelines with you at so many Athens basketball games the year everybody had the flow. Oh, I didn't and like you that. you just didn't understand the haircut. No, 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 don't, but don't that's like the haircut that. Burrow had. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, high school basketball players, I'm, I'm in the Howie Caldwell, you know, kind of realm of thinking of, you know, clean cut, clean shaved if you're a kid and you're a player. But mullets, yeah, 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 maybe if a hockey player, mullets are cool. <laughs> I like those. Yeah, yeah for you sure. Your hair, you know what? I, I didn't even know Lucas was on here. It's cracking me up. Dude, what are you doing about <laughs> your hair? you got to be freaking out right now. I got a haircut the day that this, right before our stay-at-home order was put in place in uh, Illinois. But I'm, my hair is doing perfectly fine. I actually let it grow out quite a bit right before that haircut, so... I'll be good for a little while. And, of course, if everybody's listening out there, you want to join in on the Joe Burrow conversation, we got you up until about 6.45 or so, Troy, right? Go a little bit longer than the 6.30 time slot. Not as long as 7 o'clock. We want to have time to get back, get something to eat, and get ready for this draft coming up at 8 o'clock. But our phone lines are open if you want to jump in, 740-592-6646. We'll start with Lucas because I saw Luke. I don't know what it was, a radio show, an Internet show, uh, but you were out there singing the praises, of Joe Burrow, uh, to to somebody who was sitting behind a mic. I didn't know where it was, but I watched it and I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, well, that's actually the company I've been doing some play-by-play for here in the greater Chicago land, actually Northwest Indiana area, uh, region sports, and we did a mock draft. And you know, it's really cool coming from where you guys are to there to spread the gospel. I feel like I'm a prophet. You know, I'm just telling everybody what's coming. I warned, I warned Clayton again today, our, our famous Browns fan that's been on the show before. I said, listen, get ready. It's going to be 15 years of pain for you guys in Cleveland. You're going to go through another 26 quarterbacks, and the Bengals are going to win the division in a few playoff games 
in that time because this kid is a killer. This guy is everything you want in a quarterback. I fully bought into the hype. Now, tomorrow, after he's drafted, I'm going to say, all right, let's pump the brakes. He's going to be a rookie. But today is a day of celebration. Today is a day of hope. Today is a day to tell everybody just how good this kid is and just how good everybody in Athens told me he was from day one. And I'm so grateful that I had people like Troy and Matt Frazee and Sam Smathers at the Dog Pound and everybody that told me time and time again how good this kid was and how much I should believe in him because they let me lead this frontline charge into Chicago everywhere. I've been telling everybody I'm so excited. I've never been more excited for a sport thing in my life. And finally, you know, something of sports is happening, something that you know is unpredictable. It's not like a live sporting event. We're not there yet, but it is something to get excited about. And, Troy, I know you were, what were you, interviewed by New York Times or some, some big paper had a couple quotes from you, from Frazee. Uh, I don't, maybe it was Arkley who wrote the, the article for the... Oh, yeah, where was yeah, that? I, I, haven't, I totally forgot about it. I, have, I wanted to read it. Where is it? So Arkley had it out on his Twitter. He tweeted it. I think it's date. The Dayton it was a Daily? Dayton, yeah. Yeah, it was a Dayton paper, but I saw quotes from you, and then there was an article that you tweeted out, or, or uh, you're not on Twitter, but you, know, you Facebooked out to everybody, and uh, it's getting national attention. You know, when you're a number one pick, you're going to get that attention, but yeah, you had a couple good quotes in there, too. Oh, great. Thanks, man. Now i got to go back and read it. I told Arkley <laughs> to text me when, when he had a link to that. Pretty cool. It was about a half-hour interview I did uh, yesterday. And, um, you know, look, I'm wearing my orange shirt. Lucas would be proud. I got an orange sweatshirt <laughs> on right now because he's, you know, he's always on me. I was, wasn't really a Bengals fan, and, but, you know, I wasn't an LSU fan either. Now I'm a huge LSU fan. I might even continue to like LSU even though Joe is not there. Not as much, but I will like them as long as Coach O is there. So uh, tonight's going to be interesting. It's going to be. It's going to be really interesting going forward as well. I mean, uh, to have our affiliate that we play right here in 970 on Sundays. We're, we're the Bengals affiliate. And to now have a kid that's from the Plains going to be playing there from Athens. Man, it's great. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be fun. And, um, you know, hopefully Lucas's Bengals, which will be our Bengals now, can get him some help, uh, get the help that he needs and where he can succeed. My smile is so big right now, Troy. It's just, it's, it's, I can't believe this is happening. I mean, I remember my freshman year when I just kept getting railed on time and time again about Andy Dalton. And I was told nobody likes the Bengals. Nobody likes the Bengals. You know, it's just, I, it's all circled around for me. You know, I, I welcome everybody with open arms though. Right now, all those Browns fans, this is your choice. In Southeast Ohio, if you've been a fan of Joe Burrow this entire time, you've got about, Three months, three months, you can hop on over. You don't even have to do it for life. Hop on over to the Bengals bandwagon until Joe Burrow retires as a Cincinnati Bengal and a Hall of Famer. <laughs> After that, you can go right back to the Browns. But this is your last chance. We're accepting no new applicants to the bandwagon once September rolls around. <laughs> yeah, when, you know, when I put the poll up, uh, it was very interesting. I, I actually was surprised at the number of people that said they would continue to be Browns fans. Uh, I don't know what the what the results are now, Connor. You got them. But it was like 60 for Bengals, 50-some for Browns. And I think the people that clicked Bengals were, were not Browns fans to begin with. But the diehard Browns fans, they're continuing to say Browns. I was really surprised by that because, you know, a lot of people jumped off the Buckeye bandwagon and they hopped right on LSUs and rode that thing for two years. But for something about the Browns, they have this this weird just grasp on their fan base that won't let them go. I, I kind of 
made it sound like their fans are in an abusive relationship that they can't get out of for something. I mean, what are the Browns done for anybody as, as, a, as a football team or a franchise? Now is the perfect time. for. I wish the, like Kosas and those young guys were in here because I've been trying to get them out of there for a while now because they're just, you know, it's going to be a lifelong trek of misery if you stay there. <laughs> so right now, this is like your window of opportunity to get out of, you know, that organization and, uh, you know, start liking the Bengals. And we do have a caller on the line. We'll go to the polls after, but we'll take care of the caller first. You're live on the Sports Fan, 970 WATH. Hey, Sports Fan, uh, this is uh, Leroy calling from New York. I'm a diehard NFL guy. I'm looking forward to the NFL draft tonight. Uh, I'm sure uh, the Athens area and uh, Ohio is excited about Joe Burrow, but I've heard rumors that the Miami Dolphins could trade up to the first pick. What would your guys' thoughts be on if that happens? Well, Leroy, thanks for listening in all the way from New York. And, you know, I would think that it would take a lot for Miami to draft up or to, to trade up and try to get Burrow at number one. It appears that the Bengals have already, a couple reports are out there that the Bengals are going to take uh, Joe number one, and they've informed him that already. Of course, nothing is going to be set in stone until his name is up on the board as number one overall pick. Anything can change from now to then. But I think that the Bengals have already given him his word, reportedly, and, and they're going to take him number one. I don't think that Miami can really do anything. They have three first-round picks. Uh, and if the Bengals have already denied that, I don't know if you know, a couple mock drafts are out there that says, all right, Bengals would give up the the five, the 18, and the something else. I, I forget what exactly Miami has. They also have like a 57th uh, pick in the second round, too, that somebody threw at the Bengals just to try to win this mock draft. And it, it appears in real life, taken it out of the mock draft, that they're not going to, you know, they're not going to budge. You know, they like Joe Burrow as a quarterback. He's a hometown kid. And I, I think it's a smart business move. I think it's a smart franchise move for the Bengals to stay with that number one overall pick and to draft Joe Burrow with it. Well, I actually agree with you on that. It only it comes around once in a lifetime to get a franchise quarterback, and it would be smart for Cincinnati to take a, a homegrown fellow uh, number one pick. And I know, you know, being a Jet fan over in New York, you know, from <laughs> New Jersey, you know, it's been a while since we've had a franchise quarterback. It does not come around all too often. Who knows if Sam Darnold is a franchise? You got to wait a couple years. Who knows if uh, Daniel Jones is a franchise quarterback? You got to wait to see how these prospects pan out. Uh, but you know, it's not often that you get a highly touted prospect and you have that number one overall pick. Everything seems to have aligned just right for Joe uh, to, to get drafted to his hometown team, even though he grew up a Saints fan. You know, but now I think everybody's going to jump on the bandwagon here. Hopefully, you know, as Lucas would say, hopefully they all you know, pick Burrow. If you're in the local area, you go Burrow to the Bengals, and then maybe you root for the Browns or somebody else. Uh, but appreciate the call, Leroy. Thanks for calling in. Good luck. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to hope. I don't think that Miami is, is going to have enough to trade with the Bengals. And I don't know what, what your guys' idea about that is, but if they've already informed Joe that they're going to pick him as a number one, I don't think they're going to renege on that. Oh, and this is like, Connor, this is a business decision. You know, and, and Leroy's exactly right. Like, you call in, and it's a fair question, right? It would be a fair question for 29 to 31 other franchises that had the number one overall pick. 
man, if Miami's going to give us the fifth and the 18th and the 26th and a future first and a late second, and we like Tua, you know, you make that decision. But listen to, I mean, this is this is a battle for a state, right? Cincinnati and Cleveland have been battling over Southeast Ohio for a long time. It's like the last little section of the state, plus Central Ohio. This is a constant battle for the state. And Cincinnati had lower attendance last year than the, than the Los Angeles Chargers that I nearly called the San Diego Chargers because nobody remembered they moved because nobody goes to their games because they play in a soccer stadium. The Bengals have been worse than them. They have a disenfranchised fan base, and they have struggled to get anybody that's not within an hour of Cincinnati to come to those games. That, remember, Troy, when we are on the Friday night post-game show, how if we had Bengals tickets to give away, they were the hardest thing to give away in the world. That, uh, those yeah. days are done. Yeah, this no, is I'm, a I'm giving them away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, what he's talking about. Shut up, Lucas. We don't know what people we got tickets. <laughs> this, but this is a business decision for the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a no-brainer. This is because listen, if you don't draft Joe Burrow, you trade the pick. As soon as Joe Burrow, it, he doesn't even need to be an All-Pro. As soon as he wins one playoff game in another city, which we know he will. If that happens, and you're the Cincinnati Bengals, unless you're winning Super Bowls, that the franchise will collapse. Their stadium agreement is coming up soon. You know Mike Brown's not paying for that. They need to come to the taxpayers of Cincinnati and ask for that stadium. If there was no Joe Burrow, if there was no hope like this, and he was winning somewhere else, and you passed on him, completely abandoning an entire half of the state that you're fighting for, there is no way that Cincinnati would get that stadium and the Bengals would move. This is that type of move. This is necessary for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's Forget talent. You could offer me 140 picks, the next 140, the next 20 years of Miami Dolphins drafts, and I'm still saying no. That's how important this kid is to the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't go that far. I'm going to give you 140 pigs and I'll take it. And, <laughs> and I'll bet they listen to Miami. They, they, it's their due diligence to do so, is to find out what somebody's offering. But it never seemed to me in the process that they they wavered any. And it sounds to me, uh, just listening to, to Coach Taylor and the organization, that they they were set on, on Joe Burrow. As, and, and literally told him yesterday. Uh, that's, how, that's, how much, uh, that's how sold they were on him. And outside of that kind of stuff that, that Lucas alluded to, I'm just going to go back to the talent part. And we're watching all these clips throughout the week because there's literally no sports. So if you're engulfed in sports, you're just trying to find something. Sunday was great. We had the Michael Jordan documentary. But after that, it's been pretty much football in the NFL draft. And I'm going back and I'm watching all these clips of Joe Burrow, and I'm just thinking, my goodness, this kid was so good. And the way he managed a football game checking at the line of scrimmage, hitting the right, right, the right wide receiver, uh, timing, accuracy, intelligence. I swear, he looked to me, just by the way he moved and passed and operated, he looks like Peyton Manning to me, playing college football. Does that translate to the NFL? We don't know that. Nobody knows that. But to me, that's what he looks like the most, the way he commands the line of scrimmage, the way he reads defenses. And guys like that don't come around very often. And here's Cincinnati with the top overall pick and could possibly get a player like that. They got to do it. I mean, I know Tua's got a lot of things, but he's also injury prone. There's really no other quarterback outside of those two maybe that you could entertain even in the top three. 
It's a no-brainer. And that's probably why they told him yesterday they're taking him, because they know. Well, I think right now a lot of teams, they've been going through that what they call the rebuilding process, right? They go through a year where they lose, they try to get their way up to the number one draft pick, and then try to get the best player where you know people are saying, all right, tank for Tua, or maybe bungle for Burrow, right? As Joe started to emerge at the end of last season. But now, you know, outside of Tua, who's injury prone, like you said, and, and Burrow, who, you know, lit up the world yes, uh, last season. Uh, th- there's no other quarterback. Maybe, uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, Herbert, Justin Herbert from Oregon. Uh, but other than that, there's not really a, a top-tier quarterback unless you wait until next year's draft where it would be uh, Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. You know, but outside of Lawrence, uh, it, you have three quarterbacks, really, that are th- at the top of their class right now in NCAA with Burrow and Tua, both who are going to be an NFL player. Uh, both of them are going to be NFL players this year, and then Trevor Lawrence next year. Outside of that, there's no really franchise quarterback that you can look at and be like, "All right, I want that guy to lead my team now." You know, I don't know if there's anybody to really tank for outside of that. And people will emerge just like Joe emerged, uh, but it, it, it will be interesting to see you know where Miami goes with their pick. Are they going to go with Tua, who's been injury prone, or maybe they go for Herbert? Uh, but it, it's a lockdown for the Borough uh, and, and the Bengals. They should go that way. And before we went to the caller, we were talking about the poll, whether we're going to go with, you know, if you're a fan of the Browns and Browns are paying, uh, playing the Bengals, which way are you going to go? And Cincinnati has started to pull away here, Troy. you got a, a little bit of good faith in people here. Uh, what, 122 votes, Cincinnati Leads Cleveland with 94 votes. 94 people still are going to go. Yeah, that's Joe. the 94. The, the other people voting for Cincinnati probably w- were not Browns fans outside of maybe just a few. So I am shocked by the 94 number. And then, I mean, Steel- 16 people are going to go with the Steelers. Well, that just tells you how yeah. our fan base is. I mean, they obviously aren't playing with the full deck that you'd even throw the Steelers in there. <laughs> yeah, so you created the poll, but then there's also the option to add your own teams to that poll. And they added the Steelers, to which 16 people voted for. And then any other team was added. And four people are going to go against Joe no matter what, whoever the team is. I Actually, know the- you know, you brought up a good point. Yeah. You know, or, or Lucas was talking about the battle for this part of Ohio. Believe it or not, this part of Ohio is divided by three teams. Because we are pretty close to Pittsburgh. And there are a lot of Pittsburgh fans. So this whole area, southeastern Ohio, the entire region is kind of being pulled by three different teams. So he's right. Pull the one guy that can, <laughs> although that poll's kind of just kind of debunking everything Lucas is saying, because 94, I'm still saying they're going to cheer for the Browns. Well, I think that that will change once Joe Burrow. So if Joe Burrow's in an AFC championship game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, I have a hard, hard suspicion that southeast Ohio will be decked in orange and black. Um that's just how Athens and the Plains and, and a lot of Southeast Ohio is. And another thing about the Steelers that I love about Joe Burrow is like the Bengals' main problem since t- 2005 is they can't beat the Steelers. They would have two more playoff wins, three more division titles, and five more playoff appearances. I actually went back and did this. If they were just able to beat the Steelers most years, even just one time, the Steelers have been the crutch every single year. And the reason is, Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton would both pee down their leg every time they walked into Heinz Field and saw the terrible towels. And the Bengals need a guy like Joe Burrow 
who just isn't scared of anything, isn't scared of anybody. The kid that in his first game at LSU, after only being there for a little over a month, went up to the biggest and scariest dude on the University of Miami, tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, I'm wearing number nine. Why don't you come find me? I want that guy because that guy's not scared of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's what the Bengals organization has needed desperately since about 1989. And we finally have it. It should be exciting to see. We're going to take a short break on the sports fan on the other side. More borough talk, more picks, draft talk tonight at 8 o'clock. Let's see where Joe goes. It's got to be Cincinnati, the way that we've been talking. This is the sports fan on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. So it turns out many people don't know that c and Hardware in Athens sells major appliances. Everything from refrigerators to washers and dryers, all delivered for free. Plus, they're delivered by the c and staff, not a third party out of Columbus. c and will haul away the old appliances for free. Some places charge as much as $30. If you want to pick it up, you can do that too. We have over 100 appliances in stock. When you're in the market for a new kitchen appliance, think c and Hardware first. Personnel Plus is still the one at matching qualified and reliable employees with local businesses. If you need good employees, contact Personnel Plus at 740-592-3416 or drop by the Employment Options Office located in the Market on State. Personnel Plus, we are local, we are nonprofit, and we are community. Personnel Plus is the employment service of the Athens County Board of DD. Do you want hot food delivered right to your door? Download the iChowdown app or go to iChowdown.com to place your order. They'll take care of it from there and make sure it gets to you hot, hot, hot. They've got skilled drivers, heated bags, and know all the shortcuts to get to your door. They're now delivering up to 20 miles from their 30-plus restaurants. They're now delivering up to 20 miles from their 30-plus restaurants. If you have any questions, call iChowdown, 855-244-6936. That's 855-244-6936. Our community is better together. Integrate Athens, the new division of the Athens County Board of Developmental Disabilities partners with other local organizations, groups, and people to help our community come together. The Integrate Athens team works with schools, civic groups, and communities in Athens County helping create friends, allies, and neighbor connections. Check out Integrate Athens on Facebook for events and activities that you can be a part of. Athens County Board of Developmental Disabilities, Integrate Athens, helping Athens County become a more inclusive place to live, work, and have fun. Now, for more of the sports fan on 970 WATH. It's a sports fan on 970 WATH presented by JK Contracting. Mills on the mic alongside Troy Ballin and Lucas Moore joining us from Chicago, Illinois. I said Michigan earlier. Now you're in Chicago there, Lucas. Uh, but I knew you were somewhere up north. Uh, you're not. That team up north, you're not in that state, uh, but you are uh, not here. It's good to have you back on the airwaves. Always good to have you on uh, WATH. And where I want to really go to now, just to start off coming back from the break, the one poll that I 
that uh, Troy put out there, the other one, we talked about all three polls kind of a little bit uh, before on Monday when Troy came in and then the, the uh, which team you're going to favor. But the one poll that I'm interested in finding out, and you can almost put a betting line on this, Troy. I know a lot of people haven't been betting on anything, but you could theoretically try to bet. Uh, what will Jimmy Burrow be wearing on camera when his son selected number one by Cincinnati? <laughs> now, the shirt and tie right now has the most votes at 7-1. to one. Right, it's got 51 votes. Bengals attire five to one. Uh, the odds by by Troy, 29 votes. 21 votes. Uh, 29 for the Bengals attire. 21 votes for Ohio University coaching polo and LSU gear, which I believe we both voted on. But we're down at the bottom here, Troy, at uh, 11 votes. I don't know, Lucas, if you voted on this yet or not. Uh, but what do you think Jimmy's going to be wearing when Joe is uh, is drafted tonight? I'm going to go with Ohio University something because this is a chance for Ohio University because Athens is getting a lot of exposure in terms of the Athens Bulldogs, in terms of in the national commercials and stuff, and LSU obviously is. So if he's going to pick somewhere that he's still loyal to that hasn't got a lot of national exposure out of this, it'd be Ohio University. And I know it's not a Joe Burrow thing, but it'd just be interesting if he was just wearing, you know, a kind of a darker Athens green look but with the Ohio University Bobcat patch on uh, his left side. That would be, uh, I think that'd be interesting and something that I'd, li- I'd like to see because we haven't seen a lot of Bobcat stuff for good reason. Joe never played there. Um, his dad just coached there and didn't even coach there during his senior season, but be cool to see some OU stuff. It's actually a really fun poll that I put up, and since I put odds to it and I picked LSU and I bet on it, don't ever underestimate me in betting <laughs> because I already texted him and said, hey, man, I need you to wear LSU gear tonight. You got to help me out. That's what I. That's what I voted for. Uh, go to the phone line. I'll get back to his answer here in a sec. Yeah, we got the phone line active. You're on the sports fan nine seventy WATH. I've got a friend that when Joe is picked first tonight, will take home twelve thousand dollars on really? a two hundred dollar. Wow, was that in Vegas? Yes, you got to go there to make that bet. When did he make it? Uh, Mid season or. He, it was it was two hundred to one when he made that bet. Yeah, was that before the season started? No, no, it was two two hundred and sixty to one when the season started. Wow. Hmm. And he tried to make a bet, <laughs> make a bet then, and he couldn't get there. But he got it at two hundred to one. He won twelve thousand. He he will win twelve thousand dollars if Joe's picked first. Yeah, that's a great great bet. Uh, you know, the Heisman bet, bet was very similar. A lot of people won some big money on that, and. I wish I'd have thought oh, about the number one pick thing. You I know, never even thought you know, about my, it. My memory, my memory failed me there. I think it was the Heisman. Yeah, it was 201. He, yeah. Yeah. He, he, bet on the, he bet on Joe winning the Heisman, so he's already got that money. I haven't talked to him. <laughs> yeah, that makes more <laughs> sense because I didn't, I, didn't really, I didn't see the number one overall pick bet. I, it's probably out there, but I knew, I knew the Heisman bet was very common. Not common, but there were a handful of people that did win money on it. Yeah, I had, I had no idea. I I probably would have risked something, but <laughs> yeah, I think that's just kind of interesting. I mean, it just goes to show you, uh, and thanks for the call. You know, it, it just goes to show you that you know, not a whole lot of people outside of the Southeast Ohio region, you know, really believed what Joe could do this season. And maybe people in Baton Rouge might be seeing it behind closed doors, and you know, obviously we've seen it here in Southeast Ohio for I don't know how many years. Uh, but a lot of people, the the betting lines were not. Uh, 
he was the underdog. Connor. Uh, what? My buddy that I golf with, Mark Allen, drove right past this station on his way to the airport. Yeah. Okay. Before this, right before the season started, and asked me, he said, "Troy, do you want me to pick up a hundred bucks? I'm going to Vegas to bet on Joe and the Heisman." You're talking about people outside of Southeastern Ohio. I'm one of his biggest fans, and I told Mark, "No, I'm going to bet on the Bobcats to win more than eight games." <laughs> and I tell you, there's not a day that goes by that I just I look at myself in the mirror, disgusted at myself that I made that bet and didn't just say, "Yeah, stop by, grab it." He would have took it with him. At that time, it was only 30 to 1, but it's still $3,000. And so, it's not just P. I mean, that was, right. I don't think anybody dreamed that he could actually win the Heisman outside of maybe a few people. But at, before the season started, a lot of things have to go your way to win the Heisman Trophy, which is another poll we put up of one of his most surprising accomplishments, is which I voted for the Heisman because it's just unbelievable that he was able to win that thing. Yeah, I mean... We, we, we talked about it on Monday, but bringing Lucas into the fold. Lucas, did you see that uh, poll that Troy created over uh, a couple days ago? The most surprising of his accomplishment poll? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, to me, it was the national championship because of the schedule they faced. Um, after we went to Vanderbilt, Troy, I was pretty convinced that the kid would win the Heisman. I just, it was amazing that he was then able to still beat Oklahoma and still beat Clemson and win the national championship because it's more than just Joe Burrow that has to win the national championship. And the fact that it was so Joe Burrow centric the entire way to the national championship game, um, especially with the schedule they face is, was the most shocking and, and honestly the most impressive achievement to me. Um, I think Joe Burrow still would have been the number one pick in this draft had they lost to Clemson. So that's why I think the national championship is the most impressive of these accomplishments because, and Joe would say that that's his favorite of those accomplishments as well, because it's about winning football games. And that's what this cat's all about. And I love it because of how similar and Troy, you wrote about this, how similar the state championship and the national championship runs were and how it was kind of this culmination of the biggest failure in Joe's eyes in his life. Although he threw six touchdowns in that game and was incredible. Um, it was the biggest failure in his life to not win that state championship. And the fact it was also similar, 14-0, 14-0, final game, underdog, and then he does it. He beats Clemson, and it's the culmination of everything. Then to me, the national championship is what I'm going to remember for a long, long time, and I think Joe's going to remember for a long, long time. Yeah, and if the question was greatest, I would be in your corner. But it was actually most surprising um, so going into the season, you're right. After the Vanderbilt game, everybody's mind. If I could have sent my buddy with money to Vegas after the Vanderbilt game, I'd have emptied my bank account. I think it, <laughs> it, it was similar. It was kind of like just surprising overall before, you know, things kind of happened. Um, just in the grand scheme of, of things overall. I mean, winning the Heisman Trophy, there's one person that wins it in the whole country. And it's just, to me, I don't, honestly, I think I even said this on the thread is, you know, all of them. All of them are, are a little bit surprising. I never thought in a million years that Athens would ever be playing for a state championship, and they did. I never thought anybody would win Mr. Football south of Columbus. And a kid from Athens did. So they're all kind of on par with each other, if you think about it that way. They were all a little bit surprising before they happened. Now looking back, none of us are surprised. None of us are surprised that he's going to be the number one pick tonight because he earned it, um, you know, and he's good enough to, to do all that. Uh, but, you know, going back to when he was 15 years old, 
I guess was my thinking, it is all a little bit surprising <laughs> as it all unfolds. Uh, back to what he's going to be wearing tonight. Yeah. So I sent him the text, <laughs> and I said, look, man, you got to help me out here. I gotta, I've been on LSU. got to wear your LSU gear. And he laughed. And, of course, I added a couple things about saying that we were very proud of his son and, and things like that. So it wasn't just a text telling him to wear LSU gear. Uh, you know, and he said thanks. And at the end, he said, we haven't decided what we're going to wear. Yeah. And he put a, you know, like a ha-ha after it. Uh, so I don't even know. I, I tried to con him a little bit, try to push him towards the LSU gear. I don't know if he's going to listen to me or not. But I, I, I did have a good idea, though. I thought maybe... Maybe he could be in uh, LSU gear. Joe could be Athens gear, and Robin could have the Bengals gear on. You know, you could just trifecta it, make everybody different, and that way you're not kind of alienating anybody along the way. You cover all your bases. I'll, I'll take you a step further. How about Jimmy wears an Ohio Bobcat hat? There you he go. wears a, a Bengals tie or something. Then he wears a suit and tie. That way he has the Bengals. He's got the suit and tie factored in, into there. <laughs> and then a, uh, an LSU dress shirt. Yeah, that way you have all all of your options combined into one. Now you don't even have to. What, what happens if that happens? Oh, nobody's so, going to win, so he can't do that. He's got to go. He can't be on the fence <laughs> like this. He's got to go one way or the other. Uh, so, man, I just I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be fun. You know, not we're so engulfed in you know the first pick in the Bengals and Joe Burrow. I'm a big fan of the NFL draft. Yeah. So a lot of people are going to watch this thing, watch him get picked, and turn on something else. But I'm. <laughs> There's still a draft that's taking place. It's nice the first round of the NFL draft. It's always great. Love the draft. See, I think on a normal year, we'd be talking about, all right, who are the Browns going to pick? Who are the Bengals going to pick? But this has been all solely centric on Joe because, A, he's in this draft, and, B, he's projected to go number one. I think that we'd be, during this time on any other year, we'd be breaking down, all right, Bengals have the number one pick. They've got uh, picks X, Y, and Z, and we'd talk about picks X, Y, and Z. But right now, you know, we don't. Yes, we care who the Bengals pick later on in the draft because you can't just pick the quarterback. You got to build the whole team, which is why the Bengals have spent so much money in free agency. But I mean, for us, you know, a lot of people care about the first pick, and it's because it's Joe. That's the pick that that we're all focused on. Uh, but Lucas, I know that you can probably go a little bit more in depth about the picks after uh, the number one overall pick. Do you think the Bengals are going to? Well, first off, where, where do you think the Bengals' biggest need is right now outside of quarterback? I think the biggest need outside of quarterback is linebackers, and that's because of the division you play in. Lamar Jackson absolutely shredded the Cincinnati Bengals last year because of their bad linebacking core. They're solid on the defensive line. They've spent money there. They replaced what they lost in what was a league average secondary, which would get better with a better linebacking core. But the linebacking core's best player last year was Nick Vigil, and that's the guy that got spun on by Lamar Jackson that's in every single highlight tape of the NFL MVP. And um, they need more help in the linebacking core. But this draft at 33, it's going to be about best player available for the Bengals, not need, because of their willingness to spend money in free agency. So if there is a receiver that they love at 33, they will grab that receiver and hopefully he works out so you don't have to overpay A.J. Green heading into his age 33 season a year from now. If there is a great defensive lineman, probably won't be at 33, not best player available, they'll take him. The best player available, if it's a DB, if it's a lockdown corner, probably won't be. But if it is, they'll take that. So they're really being really open about the 33 pick. Somebody I hope fall, though, is the Wisconsin linebacker, Zach Bond. He's speedy. He's athletic. He's a good tackler in space. 
He's the exact type of linebacker you need against Lamar Jackson. And the offense is going to be fine with the Cincinnati Bengals. The offensive line just needs to get marginally better. They face the same pressure rate that Joe just did at LSU. So they just need to get marginally better. Receivers are excellent. Running back core, Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, arguably the best in the AFC North. Um, in terms of a duo, I know Nick Chubb's pretty good up in Cleveland. Um, and I, I think don't the Bengals just Hunt. need linebackers. Yeah, don't forget, don't forget, Kareem and yeah, Chubb are pretty well, good. We'll um, that 33rd, that'd be, that's tomorrow night, right? 33rd pick that's, tomorrow night? Be the first pick that's of the second. Night. Yeah. You know, they, the great thing about it is that that first pick in the second round has essentially become a de facto first round pick. I mean, everybody's going to be, there'll be a player that got left out of the first round. And there's, I think the 33rd pick is one of the most intriguing picks in the draft because you got to wait a whole day. You got all these guys to choose from. You got all these teams that are wanting to wheel and deal. They're wanting to come up to that 33rd spot. So it's pretty cool for Bengals fans. I mean, you got tonight, you got the Burrow thing. Uh, then you're going to come back and you're going to, you're going to wait all night and, be all excited and, and have a player in your mind that you think you want or you think they're talking about. And, and you know somebody's going to be left out of the first round. There's going to be a player that's going to drop to 33. You just don't know who it is yet. Well, you don't know who's going to be uh, that 30. Yeah, go ahead, Lucas. I mean, it, that's it's a really it's one of the most intriguing picks in the draft. I'm hoping that there's a, the best. I'm hoping the best player available because I want the Bengals to take the best player available. Bottom line. I really at 33 you shouldn't be draft a need. Go ahead and draft need in the third or fourth round. Try to find somebody that pops at the position. But with at pick 33, draft the best player available. I'm hoping that the best player available is an athletic linebacker because if if it is Zach Bond and he hits and is like a first rounder, this Bengals team, if Joe Burrow can be anything to what Baker Mayfield was his rookie year, they're certainly ready to be around 500. Certainly ready to be around 500. And they are a Lamar Jackson injury away from, in my opinion, being the best team in that division. Because telling me that the Browns and their new head coach is going to figure it out, I don't believe that. And Ben Roethlisberger's 40 with half an elbow. <laughs> well, we will we'll see what happens in the draft. We wish the best of luck to Joe. And hopefully, I don't know what we'll do if Joe does not get drafted to the Bengals. I think I'd have to have you on tomorrow, Lucas. And Troy, too. Yeah, we don't have to convene back together and just, uh, I don't even know, mourn. <laughs> but appreciate you being on, Hi. Lucas. Thanks. For Lucas Moore and Troy Ball, and this is Connor Mills signing off. Draft coming your way 8 o'clock tonight. Be sure to tune in.